Welcome to the Voice of Retail podcast. My name is Michael LeBlanc, and I am your host. This podcast is produced in conjunction with Retail Council of Canada. On this episode, Milan Champagne, Director of Environmental and Technical Risks for Metro, and Sam Kashami, Country Director for Too Good to Go Canada, continued the original discussion that we had at RCC's Retail Sustainability Conference, talking about why collaboration is the only effective measurable way to fight food waste at a mass scale, and why profitability doesn't have to come at a price when it comes to food waste. Let's listen in now. Milan and Sam, welcome to the Voice of Retail podcast. Thank you for joining me. We saw each other and were together recently, but thank you for joining me on the mic. Milan, how are you this morning? I'm good. Thank you for having me uh, on this podcast. Oh, my pleasure. Where are we finding you today? Are you in the home office? Are you uh, in Montreal? Are you on the road? Where are you? I'm actually at the new office in Terrebonne, uh, close to Montreal. Very nice. Sam, what about yourself? Where am I, Where are we finding you today? I am in Toronto and excited to be here. Uh, thanks, Michael. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure to get you both uh, onto the microphone. Um, we were together at Retail Council Canada Sustainability event, and it was such a great conversation. We thought it would make a fantastic interview for my listeners and listeners uh, around the world or coast to coast. So once again, thanks for joining me on the mic. So let's jump right in. And, you know, we're going to start with just learning a bit about uh, about the two of you. So, Milan, tell us about your background and your role and how you got there. And, you know, then we can talk about uh, Metro a little bit for those perhaps less familiar. But let's talk about you. What do you do for a living and, and how did you become and get into the sustainability role. So I'm I'm national director uh, of the environment department at Metro, and I'll touch base a little bit on that later on. But uh, on a more personal note, I'm I've been working in environment for the past 13 years. And how I got there, that was a question we discussed previously. And and frankly, um, that's a question I never thought about before. I took some time. And how I really got there, it's it's really because maybe you don't know, but I'm I we are four kids at home. I have two working parents. Uh, we weren't rich, we weren't poor, but we were always connected to uh, the environment and protecting the environment, not living in the city. I've been taught that we love what we protect and we protect what we love. So basically I grew up with uh, beehives in my backyard, making our own uh, home honey. I've, I've always composted since I, I was born and all these things that in, especially it's for the, this topic, the food waste, at, uh, at the table, we were never, never allowed to waste any food. Uh, and even the scrap were used to create broth, uh, chicken bones to create broth as well. So it feels like since I was young, it was always part of me. And it has never been a luxury or a nice to have to be environmentally friendly. It was really to have a good life quality. And uh, after that, I, I was always fond of environment. I'm deeply passionate by the ocean. And as a dive master, I, I've traveled the world. And I took some uh, underwater uh, photographs, and I've been front row seeing the coral bleaching. Mm. And that was quite shocking. So I started studying in environment, and definitely that was like my purpose. Well, it, it, the, the, the shocking part is one day I saw a National Geographic documentary. 
Mm-hmm. And it was the simulation of how nature will restore and retake its place once the human disappeared. And mm. when I realized that I was not doing that for for the environment, but for humankind, that really stuck with me. And I know that humans are the biggest predator to itself. So I know I know predators pretty well, and some know, know that story. Uh, I dealt with sharks uh, many, yeah. many times, and I've never been afraid of them, never, ever. But I'm really often afraid uh, of humankind decisions. <laughs> so that's how I, I started being very passionate about environment and working in this a couple of years ago. Well, it's interesting, this intersection for you of the personal and professional. We don't all get to do that. So were you always interested in in business? I guess you could have gone down a science route. What, what did you, um, I mean, you, you did a graduate degree with, uh, with a sustainability orientation to it. Was, was business always going to be your path as well? I think, yeah, I've always been uh, corporate oriented mm-hmm. and making sense out of it. If it makes business sense. Yeah. And, and that's how I've I've decided to uh, be working in the in the carpet industry and supporting because there's a lot to do. Environment is not yet, or ESG is not yet a department in all of the big companies. And I truly think that one day it will be, like human resource. Um, and just for the listeners, perhaps who may be on the, I don't know the West Coast or around the world, a little bit about uh, Metro. Talk a bit yeah. about the scope and scale. Absolutely. So at, at Metro, we operate and we service a network of, I would say, approximately a, a thousand food stores in uh, Quebec and Ontario. And it's uh, uh, under several banners that you might know, including Metro, Super C, Food Basics, Adonis and Première Moisson, uh, as well as uh, more than 600 uh, drugstores. Sam, uh, welcome and, and talk about yourself. What's what's your background and, and what's your role? And, and uh, tell us more about to, uh, the organization. Yeah, thanks, and, and happy to. Um, so my story is um, you know similar in some ways, but different in others. You know, we immigrated to Canada in 1998, so it's that um, 20 plus years ago as a family. And and similar to Milan, we weren't rich, but we weren't poor relative to, to to maybe what some people are facing today. And you know, we grew up in a in an environment of you know food waste and sustainability was um was was very very important to our family and i would say specifically food waste because it's been ingrained in me since i was a child around never wasting anything that we have on your plate and in the kitchen um and part of that i think in the original in the early days was less about environment but was more about making ends meet and making sure that we had enough to consume and we weren't wasting anything and you know after education here um you know i've I'd say a more traditional business background between undergrad and in, 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 in business and a master's in business as well. Um, you know, and through that journey, I always saw the compromise that organizations that had to make between, you know, profitability and sustainability. It always was deemed as a trade-off. Mm. And for me, I think as I've grown in my career, I've grown this, passion point and now in 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 managing the too good to go business here in canada as the country director um really trying to merge the path that you know sustainability doesn't have to come as a compromise and this notion of business as a force for good is something that we can help inspire within our organizations but beyond us help inspire the next generation of entrepreneurs to really think 
with the lens of the planet and the ecosystem that we're in um, as really one of the major stakeholders. So for us, that's a little bit of our, our uh, background and maybe my, my passion point as it's kind of continue to mm-hmm. evolve. And, you know, I'm, as I've traveled the world in my adult years, you know, I've gone way closer to food. I'm a big foodie personally, as I'm <laughs> having breakfast, I'm thinking about lunch. And when I'm having lunch, I'm thinking <laughs> about dinner. So food is such a central part of our culture and, yeah. and, and my life. And in that context, you know, somewhere in the journey, I think we've lost the respect for food where food waste has become such a bigger issue and now is is measured a little bit more at a macro level. So we have an understanding of, of the issue there. So I think the intersection of my personal passion point and then my um, education and, and business backgrounds really um, culminated into the opportunity at Too Good To Go, in which I, I oversee the business in Canada. We've launched about two and a half years ago. We're coast to coast working with some of the most wonderful brands in the country, obviously Metro being, mm-hmm. being a premier uh, one, one, one for us. And the relationship has been quite uh, quite inspiring to see how it's continued to grow and, and evolve to, to make sure that we're providing the tools for many of our business partners, but also many Canadians coast to coast to uh, to ultimately get to zero waste. Well, I love your point about uh, essentially the false trade-off between either-or is on sustainability, right? That it's an either-or. Tell us a little bit more. It's an international, it's not a Canadian, uh, operates in Canada, but not a Canadian-based organization. It's a global organization. So tell us a little bit about uh, Too Good to Go, where it's based. And, and then, if you could, a little bit of uh, facts for the listeners around food waste and, and uh, percentage of food you're saving. Just give us a kind of chalk the field a little bit about how it works and, and what you're accomplishing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so we're, we're definitely a global organization operating in 17 countries around the world. And in, in the simplest fashion to explain our business is we essentially connect consumers with stores that have surplus food um, at the end of the day. So we essentially have a consumer facing free app where you can open up, um, discover your local neighborhood and, and rescue any surplus food that that establishment would ultimately have surplus um, and would eventually get spoiled and wasted. Um, and a consumer can pick that up at a fraction, fraction of the cost. You know, around the world, um, since our launch for about seven years, uh, we've saved over 200 and 66 million meals and growing by the second we save about three meals per second on our platform today here in canada we're just shy of 2.8 million meals in about two years of uh of operation and all of that is within an ecosystem where in canada we waste roughly about 58 percent of the food that's produced and globally about 40 percent of the food that's produced so there is an incredible amount of food that is ultimately produced and wasted. Mm. And while our numbers are quite um, quite impressive from a business perspective, we know we have just managed to scratch the surface of, of this global issue and, and something that we're singularly focused on in making sure that uh, we help advance and provide the tools for businesses and consumers to be able to make a difference. Milan, take us inside the, the bigger picture at Metro, and you're an organization, as, as grocers are, that measure uh, food in, in tonnage, uh, shrink, as you might call it professionally, or um, reducing the amount of waste is kind of ingrained into the operating principles, and this is one element. But take us in the broader picture of what your department looks at and, and how you work with your counterparts at Metro. So at Metro, uh, we have three main environmental priorities that are food waste 
waste and climate change. But for today, uh, we're going to really focus on, on food waste. And by the way, to uh, do some mileage on, on what Sam just said, we know that 12% of the avoidable food waste that occurs in, in Canada happens at the Canadian food retail level. So, mm -hmm. And it's six billion dollar of estimated loss per year. So that resonates a lot with us to, to know that we still, we still have a lot to do. Not everything has been done regarding food waste. And food is our core business at Metro, at least one of, of our division core business. The other one would, would be pharma. But for that one, definitely it's not part of our ND, DNA to, um, to waste our main source of revenue. So um, we pledge, obviously, uh, with many other Canadian leaders in 2019 to reduce food waste by half by 2025. Mm -hmm. This is something uh, that we are working towards and it, it is very important for us. I just want to mention something and clarify something since today's topic is food waste. This is a term that is not being understood uh, by everyone. And also, there's a lot of different definitions. And knowing that if you, you, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. But if you measure it wrong, you're not going to improve the right thing. So, so having a, a different definition of what food waste is, is very problematic, I would say, to our, in our industry. So at Metro, we, we follow the international standard uh, FLW protocol. And the definition for food waste is that it's all products intended for human consumption that did not end up being consumed by a human. So it means if it was produced to be eaten by a human and it goes to the compost bin, and, but not in the garbage, but in the compost bin, it's still food waste. And we're really going to stick with that definition, although it makes us sometimes when we show our results, we don't look as good as the other companies that would show only the percentage that goes to landfill. Uh, for us, it's the right thing because it's the right definition. And we want to do everything in our power to, to make sure that food that is safe for consumption uh, is not thrown away and is consumed by a human. So obviously, we will, we will always favor uh, composting before landfill, but our strategy on food waste is not to avoid just landfill. It's everything in between. And that's where we started the co collaborating with To Good To Go, basically, to make sure that mm -hmm. uh, it, it is being consumed by humans. Sam, what kind of momentum are you seeing around the world? You've got a, a global lens, not just a Canadian lens, but uh, you start at the global level and then uh, talk about Canada. What kind of momentum are you seeing behind uh, this initiative? I mean, as, as Metro has laid out to, you know, big objectives, right? Uh, big swings. I'm going to reduce food waste by half. I mean, these aren't small incremental steps. Are you, are you seeing similar things and are you seeing that kind of progress and momentum around the world and here in Canada? Yeah, it's it's been it's been quite humbling, and and the momentum is actually quite uh, quite quite fast. I think, as I said, about six or seven years in business now, um, close to two hundred and sixty six million meals saved, and we have over three hundred thousand partners 
that are working with uh, day in and day out to be able to get to the, the waste reduction targets um, that they've boldly communicated. I'd say um, at a macro view, um, Europe is is a bit more advanced, um, primarily around regulation, some of the measurement pieces that Milan um, talked about, and, and really holding businesses accountable with regards to the waste that they, they produce. I think in North America, our mindset around sustainability, and especially in Canada, is is advancing in, in there. I think from a policy perspective, we're, we're probably lagging a little bit behind from what I see in, in Europe. But overall, I think there's been other catalysts to the business. Mm. I think the world uncertainty around inflation and consumers essentially looking at more value-based options as well, and, and, and in our um, offering the fact that you're essentially picking up surplus food, we offer it at a value to consumers. So that's been another bit of uh, tailwind to to help accelerate this. And I think when you actually put the pieces of the puzzle together, it's really what are at the core of our organization, which is using business as a force for good. If we can actually tackle food waste, we can actually generate incremental revenue for a partner. Um, for a partner like Metro. Um, and then they can actually take that incremental revenue and reinvest back in other sustainability initiatives. And then at the same time, the consumer is winning because they're getting some, some value based on, you know, the, 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 the pressure on their wallets and inflation. That to us is a model of using business as a force for good and being able to do good for, for our partners, for consumers, but also for the planet all at the same time. And I think it's that very simple idea that's been the catalyst in being able to get us to 17 countries and give us the expansion and the scope that we've uh, been so fortunate to achieve so quickly. Milan, how did you come to work with uh, Too Good To Go? This is actually a couple part question. One is, did you, did you seek out a solution or was a solution provided? I mean, I, if I was to go in your stores 10 years ago, you would probably have racks of, of uh, produce that uh, people could buy for a discount. So kind of you know, it's not new that uh, your organization would be trying to reduce um, food waste even at the at the store level. And then let's talk about the business part of it. Uh, what do the consumers think? And and it sounds like there's some uh, a revenue opportunity that uh, that you have with uh, this initiative. So to give us a, give us a fulsome understanding of how this works. Reducing fifty percent of our food waste is very. It's a bold ambition, mm-hmm. and to achieve it, we knew we had to uh, collaborate with experts in their fields. So the, to be frank, it was uh, Nicole that contacted us. So employee number five, just after employee number one, Sam, they reached out to, to, to me and as when they, she, she, she pitched the, the, this service, it, it was so simple that I loved it. I like the simple things that make sense. And, and definitely at this moment, um, we started uh, digging and seeing how we could collaborate in the future. And yes, it, there's a value proposition there. And we've seen at Metro uh, Ontario that there's a, a return on investment from day one because waste, it's a cost. It, it does not just disappear when you put it uh, on the side of the road. It, it's a recurring uh, cost with no added value for the business yeah you got to move it you got to move it you got to store it you got to handle it i mean all the things behind the scenes right it's yeah definitely and you have to pay the supplier that comes and pick it up it's it's a a mini box big box (laughs) so so if we can reduce that amount and 
get a small uh, a small value for for the bag. Yes, it's one third of the price. It's small. However, uh, if it, it's not nothing, I think just uh, just for since the beginning of the partnership with to go to go with Metro Ontario, uh, we were able to generate one point one million dollars. Uh, it's a it's a new revenue stream that we did not have, and I'll explain a little bit later why. It was not. Um, it, it wasn't part of our business model. It wasn't part of our discount strategy. It's a specific products that we're targeting with that app that was ending up in the compost bin, unfortunately. What was very interesting lately, uh, what we learned is that it brings new customers in our stores mm-hmm. that are actually spending money on other products. And Too Good To Go is able to calculate how many of them are, are new, are uh, coming for the first time in this store, uh, if they have spent on some other products and how much they have spent for. And that's really interesting uh, for mm-hmm. us because we know marketing they, they have so many strategies just to get those new customers. And now we're just telling them, well, we have things that we didn't want anymore. We're attracting those customers. So that is, uh, mm. that, that, that is, that is big for us. Well, and, and we all know the listeners, uh, particularly retail listeners, would know how hard it is to generate a new customer into your store. How much hard work, heavy lifting goes into that. Quick question for you. On the work you do at Metro, do you fi- you have a big the big ambitious goal of fifty percent reduction? Do you find, uh, given your business of scale, that uh, smaller, more you know, very purposeful initiatives like this kind of add up to big things? Are there is there a mix of big things you can do and also just a lot of little things that kind of work up to that big goal? Uh, definitely, we're not going to meet our goal if we don't have multiple strategies. So the food surplus uh, that we tackle and we're t- talking about today is one. But let's keep in mind that uh, we are always prioritizing food donation mm-hmm. uh, to food banks. And that has been a, a program in place for a while and it's still going on. So I just want to reassure sure. on, on that fact that it has not been, we haven't, lowered our uh, amount of uh, food that we have donated, uh, even with uh, Too Good To Go uh, being part of the strategy. So so remember, it's feeding human. So food donations, uh, food surplus, transformation, and ordering, uh, managing our inventory better. Those are the key items, the key strategies to be able to accomplish our target. Yeah. And at, and at your scale, small things add up real fast, right? Small Correct, uh, especially with with uh, a thousand stores, food yeah. stores. Right. As if we pilot it in a couple of stores, then we are able to deploy it in all of the stores. That makes a big difference. What, what's your advice uh, to the listeners, Meline, around um, culture and the culture of sustainability in organizations? So, for the retailers listening, maybe maybe they're as successful as you are. Maybe they're struggling to get to the successful level but is there any tips you'd give them to think about how that cult because it really feels like it's both operations and and strategy but also culture in an organization yeah Hmm. Well, definitely a person in my role needs to be very passionate because you're adding more work and you're rethinking mm-hmm. business as usual. If you're not talking in their, in their terms and 
putting a front ahead what's in there for them, what's in it for them, uh, they won't be changing their business as usual. So, so you have to identify what would make them change. And that's the, that's the key here when you're in environment or sustainability. You'll always have to add uh, and talk to, uh, to their, their purpose, their values, uh, because yes, that's true. Uh, they they might not want to change, and mm-hmm. and also one thing that really is helpful is adding it to their corporate objectives, uh, their own personal objectives. That it's not only Milan's objective; it's it's theirs as well to accomplish. Because otherwise, a company will never be able to move that that fast. Right, right on, Sam. What's your advice to the retailers and other folks in the food service industry listening and? Any business, really, because you just don't do this work with um, with grocery stores, and you do it on a global level. What's what's the best couple of pieces of advice you'd have to the listeners? Yeah, I think uh, I'd, I'd hate to steal what Milan said, um, but it's really around measurement. I think for me, if I detach myself from the organization and actually attach myself to the global issue of food waste, what we need to do is understand what we're measuring and you can't improve what you can't measure and really focus on um, initiatives that ultimately help advance the agenda step by step. So for, for me, I think, you know, organizations like Metro are, are heavily invested, you know, there's leaders in place to be able to dig in and make sure that that passion is now turning into initiatives and then therefore impact. Um, and for me, that's, that's probably the, the, the biggest advice I think if I were to split that on the, the, the consumer side too, so I think you and I can, can make a difference as well. You know, we see in our research that about 20% of food that's ultimately wasted is wasted even in our own homes. So for us, what we do is as we generate, you know, our flywheel starts to turn, we come back and we reinvest back in awareness because if you just walk down the street and you ask a Canadian, you know, what are the things you can do to help impact climate change or, or contribute and, and help reduce the, 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 the issues that we're facing reducing food waste isn't top of mind for the average Canadian. Right. You know, right. mm-hmm. it's the thing, as you said, you could do in your own, in your own home. I mean, sometimes these, these challenges seem so overwhelming, right? So large that you're like, I can't do anything. I'm an individual. What, what could I do to, to help? But so you're making a great point. Exactly. And I think for, for me, the, the final comment I'll make is, um, you know, my, my personal mission and vision is, is to make food waste and ex-plastic. If you think about plastic, we're also conscious of not using single-use plastic now. And that took a long time to get there. And as a whole, you know, Canadians aren't aware of food waste. But the reality is in our own homes, we can make a difference. And really our mission and vision specifically here and across the company globally is around democratizing the fight against food waste. I think when we tell people that, hey, you can make a difference, you know, I myself have been guilty where, you know, I've opened up the fridge and there's a stock of broccoli there that's really gone bad. And I'm like, why did I buy that? How, mm-hmm. how would I have done better with that? We're doing everything we can to help inspire folks in homes with recipes, with tools, tips and tricks. But at the same time, you know, we can all start today after listening to this podcast to, to actually make a difference. So to me, those are the two maybe pieces of advice for, for individuals, but also for businesses really around measurement. Really want to mention, uh, yeah. as, as Sam uh, previously mentioned, why we Too Good To Go is so fantastic is actually the community part. So they make their user base customers feel like a community and their community is well-educated 
that they actually know what they're getting into. They actually know what they're they're buying food surplus at, at one third of the price, and that's a different different. If if Metro was to sell those products in the on the shelf at the entrance of the store, those customers are not educated on how to preserve them, what to do if it's on the same day of, etc. So that's mm. an added value uh, to our discount strategy as a whole. But to go through uh, to go to go uh, is it's this point that Sam mentioned the the community aspect and the education that they do with uh, the customers. That's a fantastic point. That community element. Uh, last words to you, Meline. Talk about advice. Uh, you said you kind of basically got a cold call from from Too Good to Go. Somehow they found you in the large corporate enterprise that is Metro and and uh, for the. For the suppliers listening to the call, what's what's your advice to them? Like, what is it uh, yeah. you know, when they reach out to you, and and what do you want to hear from them, and how, and 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 what gets you thinking, and and uh, talk about that for a bit. We we do. I do receive many calls <laughs> from suppliers because, yeah. and I'm thrilled because a lot of people wants to help us meet our target. What we're seeking is uh, innovative solutions because we have to rethink business as usual. Because business as usual is what we got got us got us in this situation in the first place. If you want to reach out to me, please make sure that your value proposition is hand-in-hand sustainability and profitability. It shouldn't be or. And I think that if you're reaching out to say, I I know how you're going to meet your environmental objectives. I have a solution for you. And it has a positive ROI. Definitely, I'm going to be all ears. And if they wanted to get in touch with you, are you a LinkedIn person? And uh, what's the best way to get in touch? LinkedIn is perfect. LinkedIn is perfect. All right. Well, fantastic. Well, listen, thanks to both of you. Such a great, uh, you know, it's such a great discussion. Uh, good follow on to the uh, sustainability conference, but um, really just uh, so insightful. Every time I have this discussion, I learn, I learn something else uh, and really just I'm, I'm impressed by both your organizations. So thank you both for joining me on the Voice of Retail podcast. Real treat. And uh, I wish you continued success and uh, a great rest of your day. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for tuning into this episode of The Voice of Retail. If you haven't already, follow on your favorite podcast platform so new episodes will land automatically each week. And be sure and check out my other retail industry media properties, The Remarkable Retail Podcast with Steve Dennis and The Global E-Commerce Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bond, Senior Retail Advisor, Keynote Speaker, Rethink Retail 2023 Global Top Retail Influencer. If you want more content or chat, follow me on LinkedIn. Safe travels, everyone.